my name is Bryce and I helped co-found a product called CryptoKitties. Um, just so you guys can appreciate where I'm coming from and how I'll be talking about what I'll be talking about, uh, I thought I'd tell you guys why we made it in the first place. Um, in succinct terms, we made it because we had a lot of frustrations with how blockchain technology was being used. Uh, we saw a lot of big ideas, but not a lot of creativity. We wanted to make the blockchain more accessible. We wanted to showcase a use for blockchain outside of currency. Specifically, we wanted to showcase a use for crypto collectibles or art. So, um, before we get too far, I find it's great to start with the basics. So what I mean by art, uh, well, it can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, but at the end of the day, it's human agency and the act of creation through technical or inventive means. Um, as far as the far headier question of what is blockchain, um, I could bore you with a very technical explanation. What it is basically is a database that can do some really cool stuff with data that makes it immutable and ownable and very, very interesting. Um, to put it simply, what blockchain is being used for right now is for two people to trade value with no one in the middle. Um, that's, that's about as sexy as we'll make that. A lot of people assume the only use for blockchain is currency. Uh, I will tell you with our game having launched six months ago and accruing about $24 million in transactions, that is definitely not the case. Um, I'll just leave that at that. Um, I think it's really important to talk about why artists and emerging technology are often intermingled and, and coexistent. Um, whether it's earth pigments and, and scrawls on a cave wall or distributing the written word via the printing press or painting with light from a camera, uh, the earliest adopters of emerging technology tend to be artists. They ultimately shape how the technology is used through their experimentation and innovation. Um, and with this comes technical and cultural evolution and this leads to societal change. Artists are a very powerful catalyst for pushing new ideas forwards and new technologies into the public consciousness. Um, it gives artists an, a new space to experiment within, to create and express themselves within, and the technology and its relationship with culture evolves through these experiments. As for what our current relationship is with digital art, uh, to put it succinctly, when the centralized web happened, issues around the ownership and, and distribution of art, by this I mean music, movies, text, uh, videos, games even, um, it became a central challenge. And around the dot-com boom, uh, this relationship became very transitory. We stopped valuing the art itself because it was infinite. You could have as many of a thing through a simple control C, control V. Uh, it raised a lot of problems. We've all received a nasty letter from our ISP, I'm sure. Many of us have seen our work show up somewhere unattributed, um, and it's frustrating. And ultimately, what I'm trying to get at is how we find, how we consume, uh, and how we value art ultimately determines our relationship with it and vice versa. So today, most of our experiences with digital art tends to be experiential, which is to say we kind of rent it on demand. Streaming services, things to that effect. Who in the room has bought a DVD in the past year? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, moving forward from there, 
what blockchain can mean for our relationship with digital art is pretty interesting. Art isn't just about individual expression. It's, it's also about capturing the narratives of a time and of a place. Um, the foreverness of blockchain makes this very, very interesting because it can literally capture a time and place and make it immutable. It can't be censored. So via the blockchain, artistic expression can now be eternal. Art captures the essence of a time and place, and this immutability makes sure it lasts forever. So throughout history, artists and architects have designed our experiences, and these experiences have informed our understanding of places and things and the world they belong to. Art consumption theory postulates that the relationship between the creator and consumer are integral to living the full experience, and what the blockchain does in a lot of ways is make this implicit connection quite literally explicit. Um, let's talk about what blockchain can mean for the art industry real quick, because this is real boring, but real obvious to me. Um, fun fact, uh, the art industry is the world's second largest unregulated industry after drugs. Uh, I'm sure there's just correlation, not causation there. Um, the most straightforward benefit to for blockchain networks to artists is a marketplace for authentic and reliable exchange of value, which is to say, you want my art, you pay this money, it now is yours. That's amazing. Um, but it goes beyond this. Uh, provable scarcity, true ownership, traceable history, asset storage, fraud reduction, and payment for artists, blockchain can provide each. I know those are all very sexy sounding words to each of you, but it means some very cool things. And all the usual value a patron might find in art, its cultural relevance, its emotional resonance for a particular time and place, the simple personal connection you might find with art, um, these are only enhanced by the transparent and immutable nature of the blockchain. Uh, ooh, I probably should have sent them my fonts so this would look far nicer. Thank God I'm not talking to a room of artists, that'd be super embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> so these are the, the three things I find the most interesting about what art means for the blockchain and what the blockchain means for art. First and foremost, the concept of digital scarcity. Um, blockchain evolves our definition of ownership. Until recently, the idea of owning a digital asset didn't mean much, but with blockchain it truly does. The blockchain makes digital scarcity possible, giving value to things that uh, didn't necessarily have them before. Value to intangible things, things we can't necessarily touch. Um, I, I, I could throw some figures around again, but you got the idea and I don't want this to turn into a weird promo. Um, as far as democratizing art as an investment, uh, launching this year is a cool product called Messina, I believe. I'm going to be pronouncing that wrong, and I apologize for that. And it's opening up the, the investment into fine art to the wider world. Now, this could also be at the huge scale for investors and collectors, uh, but it also democratizes it down to uh, you know, thousands of dollars, which is still a meaningful amount of money, but it is substantially less than what, it, than what it used to be as far as a barrier to entry. And instead of taking on costly loans with steep interest rates to procure expensive pieces, galleries and collectors can sell micro shares of their art pieces and you can truly own the art in a way and display it legally while supporting the artist and for these galleries to collect more art through your funding. Um, it can go much farther than this. There are a substantial number of implications, uh, but I will leave that there. Finally, 
Uh, the last thing, and uh, probably the most obvious thing, is improving provenance and reducing art forgery. Uh, I actually made so many notes on my presentation that I can't see the exact figures I had all lined up for you, but the ones I can remember are 64% of all professional photographers had over 200 of their photos stolen in 2016, there are $12.5 billion lost in the music industry, uh, 51,000 stolen art pieces as reported by Interpol, and I'm sure a whole slew of other numbers I could throw at you. But basically what I'm trying to underline is provenance and forgery are a serious problem to the art industry. Um, and the blockchain, it's immutable ledger, uh, combats fraud by basically recording a works history from the moment of creation onward. Uh, estimates of the cost of fraudulence put the art market at about six billion annually. If blockchain can even cover a sliver of that, that is a huge impact. To say nothing of 20% middlemen transaction fees being reduced to one or 2% or non-existent altogether. Um, the blockchain records the work's origins, its provenance, if you're curious what the hell that word meant in the first place, then follows it as it moves from owner to owner to ensure authenticity. It is something worth noting that we found with CryptoKitties that sometimes somebody having owned something has increased its value. It might be a celebrity or an influencer or something to that effect, but it does add a nice bit of texture to the entire prospect. Uh, ultimately, this allows a prospective buyer to confirm their piece is legitimate before they drop a fortune on it. So, just as a little proof of concept, uh, about a week and a half ago, we were at the Ethereal Summit. We donated a custom piece of artwork from our art director uh, to support artists on the blockchain. Uh, the event was hosted by Codex. The piece was auctioned off by the president of Christie's, and ultimately it was sold for $140,000. Uh, it was a one-of-a-kind cat. It had custom art, and it also had a unique physical statuette that contained the key. Um, I bring up all of these things as a proof of concept and also, also to showcase how bridging this understanding of what art is, what digital art is, and the physical to intangible aspect is, is so, so crucial. There's a reason I am trying to avoid terms like immutable or DLT or ICO or other equally fun acronyms and all the other things white papers throw out and, and, and co-founders with as much color as their white papers. Um, this, this means a lot, is what I'm getting at. Um, uh, again, I've really got to send them my fonts for these presentations. Um, what is crypto art is sort of a difficult question, uh, mostly because it's kind of unrefined so far, but it's digitally native. The artwork can be created and editioned and bought and sold digitally. Uh, it's accessible, meaning empowered by the internet. Literally anyone can participate and everyone is encouraged to create regardless of skills or training or class or gender or race or creed. You do not need to have an existing network of connections to create crypto art, nor do you need to have a particular education. And in fact, a lack of education might help you in some ways because there is next to no education for creating crypto art. Uh, it's decentralized, meaning gatekeepers and middlemen have far less power than they used to, and artists have substantially more autonomy and agency. It's optionally anonymous, uh, which is very important when it comes to art, especially when art is critical of a place or idea. Um, the use of pseudonyms allows artists to create and sell art and make money from that art, while sort of protecting themselves or freeing themselves from social judgment. 
Uh, next, and perhaps the catch-22 of art gaining value through the blockchain, is the need for art to be mimetic. Um, memes, we've all experienced them in some way, shape, or form. Uh, crypto art uh, is, is valued um, not for their ability to spread quickly, but the mimetic nature, meaning that the idea or value inherent to whatever the piece is supposed to be, that, that previous example I gave you, representing one of the first examples of a physical and digital art piece, um, matters quite a bit, and that is why it was so reported on, despite the fact that none of you actually saw what the cat looked like. Um, the catch-22 of moving from the centralized ability for art to be copied and distributed, that would give an artist substantially more exposure, just by nature of being able to be copied and distributed so easily. Uh, in this case, uh, artists need to push their ideas as much as their art. Uh, finally, it's pro-artist, which is to say artists have complete control over how their work is distributed, how it's sold, and their cut of it. And in fact, it's very possible for an artist to make a cut of every commission with each successive sale of their art. Um, as for what art means for the blockchain, this is something that very much interests me. Tomorrow I'm going to be talking about how to solve the problems with the blockchain because I don't know how to pick an easy topic. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about that I just couldn't fit in is how one of the big problems in blockchain is a lack of diversity uh, in terms of people and in terms of ideas. Uh, blockchain is primarily occupied by talent and leadership from the tech industry and the finance industry. And these are two industries with less than stellar representation outside of male, followed by white male. Uh, in fact, at least 84% of all crypto holders are white males. Some estimates put that over 90%, uh, and that is a frustrating statistic. It is worth mentioning that as far as, excuse the term, I'm about to use crypto influencers, which is to say journalists, commentators, people writing and thinking about the future of this stuff, there is far better representation in much the same way that all those points I brought up about what makes crypto art are things that don't have these typical barriers to entry. Um, and I'm putting it in terms of representation, but I also mean in terms of representation of ideas. When uh, Bitcoin came out in 2010, uh, it, it kickstarted the entire blockchain revolution. And as a result of that, we tend to think of what blockchain is in those terms. The flag was planted. Uh, and as a result, that has almost exclusively dominated the conversation. When, when we did CryptoKitties, we weren't the first person to, to come up with crypto collectibles. We weren't the first person to do a lot of things, to be 100% frank. But we were the first people to really make it catch on in a culturally significant way. Um, and this is particularly relevant because the moment we saw even just a fraction of the ultimate success we're at right now, there were copycats across the board. And that is not necessarily a bad thing. It completely redefined, in a lot of people's mind, what this technology is capable of. So when I say diversity of ideas, that's what I mean. Even just a little bit of success, just a little bit of shifting what people think is possible with this technology completely redefines our relationship with it. See how I kind of came full circle there? Um, as far as the focus on blockchain with Bitcoin, um, See, it's still very relevant, but it's a lot like thinking that the only use for paper is money. 
It is absolutely a use for that, but it, it's pretty short-sighted. Humans had collectibles long before we had currencies, and the value of these objects has always been defined and influenced by the people who uh, collectively believe in their inherent worth. It's possible, and in our case proven, that you can create a viable network of uh, crypto collectibles, and you can tokenize fandom, you can tokenize taste-making, uh, and it's all very interesting. Uh, here's what I think is the most interesting about the intersection of block and the art chain, and that is what blockchain means for art. I told you already about how Bitcoin sort of determined our focus on, on how blockchain technology was pretty much used exclusively up until a year or two ago when, uh, well, I say a year or two ago, a couple of years ago when the Ethereum network came out and popularized the concept of smart contracts. Smart contracts allowed us to do a lot of very cool thing with crypto that wasn't possible before. Um, and, and I think computation and creativity are only going to go up from there. But I digress. Um, as far as what blockchain means for art, digital art can now be personalized. And personalization and, and customization is what makes people identify with a digital asset and, and find value in it. I say digital asset, you can use that interchangeably with art. Uh, with 17 billion possible combinations of crypto kitties meeting up together, there truly is a cat for everyone on this planet a few times over. Uh, and, and whether you like a weird looking cat, a beautiful cat, uh, somewhere in the middle, there's one for everyone. Uh, in terms of interactivity, uh, it's what makes a digital asset real in a lot of ways. You can't touch it, but if you can influence it, if you can make it do something, um, and if it can do something back to you, that makes it much more real. Uh, and in, in CryptoKitty's case, what we did was we showcased how it's possible for two pieces of art to interact with each other, and then for a third piece of art to pop out once those first two pieces did the horizontal hustle, and ultimately you got a remix of the original two art pieces. Again, I, I think it's very much worth noting, we are only scratching the surface right here. What my team has done is relatively rudimentary at the end of the day, but it is also incredibly promising about what can be done from here. Uh, and finally, and, and perhaps the most interesting to me, uh, is the extensible nature of, of digital art. So by extensible, I mean that you can take a piece of art on the blockchain and you can leverage it uh, and reuse it for your own purposes. So to give you guys yet another practical CryptoKitties related example, and I am so sorry that all these examples are so self-centered, my head has been very in this for a while, um, within, within a month of launching CryptoKitties, we had 12 community projects built on top of it. Everything from social networks for your cats, to using your cats as avatars, to racing your cats, and, and even your cats can own art now, with the ownership of the art tied to the cat's token, not you. Um, so these cats can own art and the cats are art, it, it's very weird. But everything that makes art interesting from, from the act of creation to remixing to taking new ideas and, or taking old ideas and doing something new with them, blockchain only empowers that further. Um, I did want to give you guys an example of something outside of CryptoKitties that's cool, doing some cool stuff. Uh, this is Plantoids. Uh, the basic concept being people donate money to a wallet. Once that wallet reaches a threshold, it creates a new plant. Uh, the creator of the plant, basically artists put up their concept for the next edition. Whoever uh, paid money to the wallet gets to vote on who, whose commission goes through, um, and then they are paid to create the next edition, such and so forth. Uh, another way to think about it, and I have it, this metaphor cut off, so I'm not sure how much sense it's going to make at the end of the day, um, but the currency is the pollen, the artists are the bees, and the plants are, well, the plants. 
Um, in closing, if anything I've said to you guys interests you, I, I strongly recommend you check out Jason Bailey of, uh, am I gonna say this right, Art Gnome. Um, he's one of the biggest writers I see on blockchain and the art and, and one of the most intelligent ones outside of my direct team. I say outside of my direct team, that's an incredibly <laughs> arrogant thing to say. Jason's a very clever man. Um, and, and quite a few bits of this uh, presentation were refined after reading his work. Um, Regardless, I, I hope you enjoyed, I hope you found this interesting, and I hope I didn't bore you to death. Thank you so much.